Hey, before we get into the episode, I want to update you guys that we just announced Starting Small Summit 2024. We launched Starting Small Summit in 2022 with an amazing panel of founders. We flew in for a live event that carried on to 2023, and now we're excited to do our third annual event this year in the Midwest. So make sure to click the link in this description so you can find more information on that and find more about our speakers and enjoy the episode. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by Deepak Uri of Labu Hotels and Resorts. Listen as Deepak talks about how the established hospitality organization has completely reinterpreted the service industry by establishing emotional bonds with visitors that go beyond hospitality conventions. It's exciting because Deepak has plans to come into the United States, taking the model he built overseas and establishing something new here in the US. If you've seen the movie Hangover 2, that was actually filmed in Deepak's hotel. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small. Today, I'm joined by Deepak Ori. Deepak, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Cameron. It's an honor. I'm, I'm so impressed, so thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I'd like to start out with uh, your upbringing. Um, where did you grow up, and what would you say your childhood was like? Uh, okay, so I grew up uh, in India, and my childhood was uh, very interesting. So I've written a book called A Bridge Not Too Far, uh, which has been uh, out for nine months and has won nine awards. And my childhood, until today, it has an influence over me. So at that point of time in India, there was one road which would divide rich and poor people. And we were told not to cross the road. One day I took the liberty. I was very nice to everybody in the neighborhood. I crossed the road and I get to drink my first Coca-Cola. Not only I get to drink my first Coca-Cola, I get to see the house, which has a bedroom with the attached path. And I went back to my late father and I said, what do I need to do to have a glass of Coke every day and have a bedroom with the attached path? So that was the dream I started getting with the eyes open. Not a mm. dream while you're sleeping. And that dream at that point of time kept me awake for two nights a six-year-old kid, that hmm. how can I have this Coca-Cola with the ice cube? Because normally when you buy ice from outside, it's a different ice than an ice cube. That is from a refrigerator. Uh, and then uh, to have this thing. And that's where I learned how to dream. And my father told me two things. He said, know your roots. Always remember who your father is, where your hmm. journey has begun. That's the most important thing because roots are very, very important. And uh, second thing he said, find something you can always stand up for, one principle in life. Mm. And once you have one principle that you stand up for, you will never fail. Mm. You can have more principle, but there has to be one defining moment. And which is yeah. very rightly said, uh, there's a Latin word called pronesis meaning uh, practical wisdom is a Latin word. And Aristotle used this word 2,000 years back and said if he has to use any of the virtue, the best and the biggest virtue is practical wisdom, that is pronesis. So there's yeah. always one principle which will stand above any of your other principles. Mm. Incredible. With, with so much guidance coming from your, your father at that time, I'm curious, what, what was he doing occupation-wise and what kind of impact did he have on your own journey growing up and at that time? So my father, uh, like my grandfather used to be very rich. 
and they used to do at that point of time business with China and the government changed and they had to burn all currency notes, the banks were not so much there and they came onto the street and my father had those, uh, a group of five people and uh, in the evening uh, they would get together to go to the night school and they will have a, one glass of milk and they will add water and share among all those five friends. One of them was a rich guy but he was growing up but wanted to get into singing or writing songs. He's, uh, you know, Bollywood, like uh, equivalent of Hollywood in India, which is Bollywood. Yeah. He is one of the famous uh, songwriter and lyrics, uh, write the lyrics for the movies also now today. And yeah. all these five people, I think only one, only one he is alive, all four are gone. So they, 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 they went, they started very well and they went through a very bad phase and then we became a little bit better over a period of time but in the life I think we are blessed that we started below but grew up and today I'm able to talk to you though my life has also been a roller coaster and being a life which has a ride of a roller coaster is very important because at least it tells yeah. you and other that you're doing something but you know what is the biggest mm. problem in today's world Cameron? Nobody wants to see the low side of the stick. Mm. And you know why? Because of FOPO, fear of people's opinion. Mm. We can take it personally. We have no problem. We can go through yeah. tough time. We can go through the pain. But you know what bothers is? The person sitting on my left and the person sitting on my right and the person who's my neighbor, what will he think about me having a tough time? So, yeah. so, 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 and, and in my book I have written, how do you convert your FOPO into ROPO? In, uh, right now, I'm, I'll be leaving, which we'll talk uh, very soon about Labua, the company mm -hmm. I founded, I'm leaving. Uh, okay. To start a new venture, nobody leaves that kind of level of comfort and that kind of yeah. money and everything coming in. But you know, yeah. I teach happiness. Actually, I don't teach happiness. I'm the GPS of happiness. I guide people to happiness. I can't teach happiness mm. to anyone. I can just guide. And you know what yeah. is the defining principle? Not one principle. The defining principle of happiness is endurance of pain. Mm. So you yeah. are very young, Cameron. I don't know what sports you play. Sorry, I shouldn't be asking you a question. It's your podcast. Oh, but yeah. I run. But what run. sport? You run. So, yeah. so you run, you must be running very good. But what is the difference between you and the Olympic gold medalist in running? Of course, they run faster. But what makes yeah. them run faster? Their devotion to time and commitment to that craft. No. Every what day, they do something better than a day before, and they take more pain. Mm. Yeah. Now, in this pain there's always a breaking point we never know where the breaking point is mm. and uh, in my book I've spoken about failure but when I, I, I have a hobby of teaching when I talk to young people and you're a young person uh, and I'm so honored that you're interviewing me and uh, means I'm going to talk to 100 people about it okay <laughs> so at such a young age you are doing what you're doing is completely unbelievable. Thank you so much. But 
possible but possible see all of us are afraid to fail in life yeah but you know our definition of failure is wrong mm. the failure is not that i failed in my job i failed in my exam or i failed in my career you know why our definition of failure is wrong because our definition of success is wrong we are measuring mm. success as compared to how people are looking at us we are not yeah. measuring success on how happy we are how satisfied mm. we are so yeah. maybe maybe i am in a job which is not giving me happiness but i have to be in a job because if i leave that job what will my neighbor will think about it what will my friends will think about it what will my peers think about it so we go through that cycle and that's where the failure happens because we not follow our principle yeah you know there's another word in latin called experiri e x p e r i r i try fail try fail try fail you never fail thomas edison yeah. had said you only found n number of other ways of not doing the thing that way yeah failure is when i compromise my principle is my failure my success is i may get 100 dollars less but i uphold my principles that is success mm. but anyway yeah that's incredible talking on so you you mentioned the, the uncomfort of leaving something that you're so comfortable in now and just like in life in general that's how happiness is kind of contributed to going into the founding of the boy hotels you you discovered an abandoned building and i mean that's very discomforting there's no comfort going into that that's a huge risk and it's just like your new ventures today what was that founding reason what what made you comfortable with executing that and going forward with that because i saw the opportunity nobody could see it and yeah. i saw that opportunity that uh, the world will recognize me and that's why i took that and everybody laughed at me at that point of time people never believed it but you know what 20 years down the line uh, we are having the highest uh, total revenue per available room which we call it trepar we are having the highest uh, noi net operating income in asia among luxury hotels so so achieving those parameters uh, besides the glamour of the place and besides being the only hotel in thailand to have two two star michelin restaurant and we never got yeah. a star a, a chef who already had michelin we developed our own chefs we made them into stars so 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 i consider myself like a movie producer that if i have to cast someone i will not take a known star i'll take an unknown star and make him a star and yeah. that's where the fun lies you hire a star and your movie is a hit of course the chances are the movie may fail may fail but chances are higher that the movie will be hit because you have taken a famous star but what about the other people who are waiting who will give them an opportunity who will give them a chance and that's where people like me comes in yeah that's incredible talking on kind of those pivotal moments for scaling and growth what what would you say were those big moments and the milestones for the the growth of the property i know you guys launched the rooftop some of the michelin restaurants not you're not just hospitality of an overnight stay but you guys really give this guest experience what what was those overarching milestones for you guys uh, for me four defining moments yeah the first was the, until today the world's most expensive dinner a million baht dinner a 30000 dollar per person mm. 
That is one. Second, being the first hotel company to do a marketing alliance with Warner Brothers for Hangover Part 2. Number three, mm. having two restaurants as a Michelin is not a big achievement for a person like me. I was the one who got Michelin Guide into Thailand. That is the third defining moment. So, yeah. and there could have been a chance that our restaurants would not be part of the Michelin. But for me, it is important that the surroundings have to be better. And once the surroundings are better, I can grow. Mm. Or us as people can grow and many other can grow. So I look at yeah. things in a very different manner. It is not about I. It is about yeah. actually bringing the thing to the community first. Once it comes to the community, then we can compete. And then we see who's the best. So that is the mm. third uh, defining moment of Michelin. The fourth defining moment is after seeing so much of successful, I won't say we fail, here I'll use singular, I fail. Because it was my fault in Breeze, which is a Pan-Asian restaurant we opened in Frankfurt. So after so much of success also, everybody thought that I've got the middle stretch and I failed. Because that's a part mm. of the journey. But yeah. that didn't stop me. So, 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 so because that was not my failure. Of course, that was my failure because I overlooked two or three principles. Mm. Okay, for uh, that is for the customer side, consumer side, client side, whatever name you want to give. So I learned from that. So, yeah. so, so, I don't think so. Anyone on your show would have said that his failure is, is a defining moment. But yes, that's a defining moment for me because that will yeah. stay with me. That success is not permanent. Mm. And that's what yeah. I want every viewer or a listener of this podcast to know. Nothing in life is permanent. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode so far around Deepak's entrepreneurial journey. I'd like to pause and say thank you to this episode's mid-break sponsor, Color Factory. Featuring locations in Chicago, New York City, and Houston. It's a celebration of senses. They tap into the joy of color through expression of art to create experiences that make people of all ages smile, connect, remember, and feel like kids again. Each location boasts over a dozen immersive installations that expand your boundaries of perception, indulge you in a play and discovery, and engage your senses in unexpected ways. I had the chance to attend the Color Factory in Chicago, and I highly recommend it for teams, kind of just building that sense of discovery and imagination within your senses. It really ignites your thinking, your mind, and I just had overall such a great time. So if you're ever in one of these cities, make sure to check it out at colorfactory.co. That's colorfactory.co and enjoy the rest of the episode. Talking on, so not just this, this first location you launched with, but you guys then expanded into really global and diverse markets. What were some of those challenges then at that point, opportunities that you saw within expansion? Okay, so, so uh, you know, uh, okay, now this is how the life goes. So when you start a hotel line, you become famous, everybody believes in you, in that rectangle, that space. That is the hospitality. Now, I, I give you a second thing. When I started writing the book, nobody believed. First, that I can write the book. Second, my book will be published. Third, my book will be on the sale. Fourth, my book will get the award. So when, after achieving that, say, from uh, the idea until today is two years, nine months. Actually, not even nine months. Mm. Uh, two years, eight months plus 20 days. So, so uh, it's a long journey. But in this long journey, you have to make people believe that you can do something different. Mm. So, so the, 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 the way the world works is they see you at one thing, they believe you can only do that. So, yeah. so when we started with a restaurant, a rooftop restaurant, 
everybody thought that I'm a food beverage guy. Then I got into the hotel, everybody said, you can't do the hotel. We got the hotel. Things move on, then whether you open hotel in A, B, C, D, E location, doesn't matter. Then I started yeah. doing the book. People said, you can't do the book. Then I started teaching in US. People said, you can't teach. Now the best part is, I wanted to record my audio book. People didn't believe. Uh, they said, I don't have an accent. Uh, the Americans people will not be able to appreciate. Nobody until today has understood how great the US people are. You know, they embraced yeah. me, they accepted me. Not only they embraced and accepted me, they gave me the award also. US yeah. people is full of uh, culture. And the culture, I'm not talking about the local culture. Culture which is universal, there are two kinds of culture. One with the lower case, one is the big uh, C. So one is universal, you can take it in any part of the world. Other is local things that you want to know about people, or how they behave, what they do. So, 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 and that's why in my next venture, I'm moving to US. Because mm. I, I, I stayed in US for an extended period of time during COVID. And trust me, I've never seen better people uh, they always like to encourage you. They always like to motivate you. They get happy, genuinely happy in your success. And, and, and yeah. that is that culture I would urge today, U.S. If I have one request to the U.S. government, my one request to U.S. government is, please export this culture to the world. So the world becomes mm. a better world to live in. Yeah. Love that point. So this is a perfect kind of like segue into your your time now. So to the listeners out there, if you don't know, you're, so you are departing as CEO, but you are, as you mentioned, you're you're exploring new opportunities. And as we discussed before starting, you're always doing new things, which is incredible. You you launch, scale, launch, scale. Why always doing something different, and why coming to the U.S. as well? The U.S. I told you about the people and the opportunity yep. and uh, why doing different things because I like to dream if you go to my website deepakori.com it's written let's just dream but I dream my dreams are different than other people people dream when they want to go to the sleep my dreams never mm. let me sleep and my dream is yeah. to do something in hospitality I won't use the word legacy I don't like that word Though many people are saying that I'm leaving my legacy behind, but I don't like that because I think we, the whole universe is so capable that everybody can do anything and everything if they put their heart and soul into it. So, mm. so, so this is what I believe in personally. There's my dream to create a niche in a hospitality that will be remembered for years to come, not as a legacy, because I've just launched my Ori Luxury Index and I'm taking the learning from this Ori Luxury Index which has attributes which can make even intangible measurable. As Peter Drucker said, what cannot be measured cannot be controlled. What can be measured yeah. can be controlled. But we always talk that intangibles cannot be controlled. So I have added 36 attributes to the intangibles which can be controlled. Mm. So just to give you an idea, uh, you say, what will you do? What kind of a hotel you will do? So just, just to let you know. Today yeah. in the world of high tech, imagine you're entering a hotel and suddenly you open a drawer and you see a printer inside. Won't you be amazed? Number two, suddenly you are 
going with your girlfriend or significant other or fiance uh, or your partner and she gets into the bathroom and she sees that there are three hair dryers one is for the curl one is for the curve or whatever it is all those things are available won't it be a surprise because that is for a woman the best thing that you can do okay yeah. just imagine that you are entering a hotel and then you have uh, those things uh, you used to dry your nails you have that so these are real luxuries in life luxury is not putting a chandelier on the ceiling luxury is understanding what people want yeah. also understanding not what people want in a business if you want to be competitive observe what others are giving and find a gap and provide what others are not able to give and that's where you stand out yeah and that's where i see there's a lot of opportunity in my new venture where there's a huge gap which i would be able to fulfill and that's why a new venture mm. i'm not doing it because i like doing it i am doing it because there's a gap yeah and that gap has been there for almost ages and if i can fulfill that gap there's already an opportunity whether i can fulfill that gap or not time will tell maybe we talk 2 yeah. years later and see whether i've been able to fulfill the gap or not so i'm going to write down yeah. the date i've got the pen here and you can write down the date maybe 2 years exactly 24 months later we meet on 21st september 2025 and we see whether i've been able to fulfill that gap or not we'll do it we will do it yeah. amazing it, it, i don't know how much you can touch on that but any like reference on what the venture might look like or what your next steps kind of might look like i think my next steps are going to be very dynamic uh yeah. they're going to be very exciting they are very thoughtful and uh, very manageable yeah and uh, we can talk about it when it opens because you know what there are two ways of talking about your dreams you talk about them yeah. or you show your dreams to people i like to show my yeah. dreams to people and like in that. this case i want to show to the world my dreams i like that amazing thank you well deepak um i like to conclude each episode with this and this is i think you're going to have some great advice on this point um to aspiring entrepreneurs out there um if you can share one piece of advice with an aspiring entrepreneur maybe something you've learned or regret along the way uh what would you say that would be uh okay something i regret is because what i'm trying to do now i should have done it earlier mm. and uh when i wrote about fopo in my book i was also a part of fopo much before while growing up i was bold but suddenly i became fear of people's opinion so 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 my advice to people is believe in yourself and before yeah. you go out to understand others understand yourself that's my advice to people and the uh, uh, other thing is never stop yourself because you don't know where this journey will take you so don't stop yourself because if anyone is stopping you from succeeding some uh, something is only you mm. that will be my two advice yeah amazing well deepak thank you so much for joining me today and to the listeners out there you, you guys heard it in 2 years we'll we'll follow up and then also make sure to check out some more of his work at deepakori.com Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Starting Small. If you would, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow Starting Small on social platforms and make sure to subscribe to our email so you don't miss anything on Starting Small Summit, more podcast episodes, or our online blog. You can find that link in this description.